Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to her next chapter, or welcome. If it's this is your first time listening, we, Stephanie and I, are overjoyed today. Overjoyed. Like, actually giddy, right, Steph? We are um, deaf giddy. <laughs> giddy. <laughs> We've been talking about this guest, who we are both huge fans of for a long time, um, Dr. Verna Cornelia Price is here with us today and we couldn't be more excited to hear her story, to share her story. Um, Dr. Verna is a human potential expert. She's, she's, a, she's a lot of things, you guys. She is so many things um, that it, it blows me away. Um, she's a, an executive coach. She's an award-winning international speaker, a best-selling author, the power of people, four kinds of people who can change your life. Dr. Verna has a podcast. She is on the radio. She is a champion of girls and women. She is a champion of anti-racism work. She's a champion in the community. She is just a beam of energy, a beam of light. And I could not be more grateful that, that I got to know Dr. Verna over the last couple of years and work with her um, in her in the Girls in Action program that she founded, a mentoring and empowerment program impacting girls around the world. I have seen this woman in action, you guys, with a room full of teenage girls who like at 7.30, 7.45 in the morning at Hopkins High School, because I, I work with, I'm a volunteer with um, Dr. Verna's program. And oh my gosh, I mean, <laughs> these girls come in half asleep and they leave there. <laughs> wide awake, inspired, and ready to take on the world. So I am just so grateful to welcome Dr. Verna to our show. Thank you so much for being with us today. Welcome, Dr. Verna. I'll just add, isn't that that beam of light, Jules? I'm just going to add one little tiny thing. Yeah. Um, For our listeners who may not know Dr. Verna, Dr. Verna is one of those folks in the community that when you say her name, everyone says, oh, yeah, I know her. Oh, gosh, I'd love to have her fill in the blank. Like everybody has a couple of those in their community. And um, Dr. Verna, you are that person certainly in ours. So we're excited to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And Miss Julie, I was cracking up laughing when you were talking about our girls. <laughs> 
It's true, right? <laughs> it is so true. You know, they just drag your little butts in there. And it's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, you will understand that you were born with power. Yes, you will. Even <laughs> at 7.45 in the morning. Even at 7.45 in the morning. And we know the brain research says you don't wake up until 10. But you know what? Your brain's going to get this concept. You are born with power. Now sit up and figure it out. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. But thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I so appreciate it. Yes, we are just thrilled. So, so let's get started. So, so all the things that you have done over your life. Oh, and and she's a mother of four. I don't oh think yes, we've mentioned most that. important. Okay. Yes, <laughs> and a wife. Um, and most so important. <laughs> yep. So there's all that too, but. To me, it seems like reinvention is is just a part of your life that you continue to create and reinvent all the time um, and are always open to trying new things and starting new things. And it's it's just so inspirational. And it, I think it shows everyone that that you don't have to just pick one thing. Right. You can you can do a lot of things. You can be a lot of things to a lot of people. And that Absolutely. is so Absolutely. And you know, years ago, Miss Julie, this is years ago, I was a doctoral student at the University of Minnesota. And my mentor, <clears throat> her name is Karen Seashore. And she's just this tiny, um, just just p- petite little white woman uh, who's Swedish. And she's just like, if you don't move out of my way, I am going to bulldoze you over. And she's just as smart as a whip and just an amazing researcher. And when she first met me, um, I was eight months pregnant with my first child. And um, I had been referred to her by a white Jewish man who picked me out of a group at the University of Minnesota. I was working on my master's degree at that time and doing community activist work. And he picked me out of a group and he said, young lady, I need to talk to you. So I'm like, okay, sure. You can talk. You know, I, I love talking to people. Sure. I can talk to you. Sure. So he says, why don't you come to my office? So I go to his office. His name was Byron Schneider. And Byron Schneider looks at me and he says, young lady, you have a lot to offer to your world. However, what do you really want to do with your life? Because it's clear that you've got something. What do you want to do with your life? And of course, you know, I told him I want to change the world. And he says, well, you know, to change the world as a black woman in Minnesota and this world, you need a PhD. And I said, yes, I do, sir. And, he's, and here's what he said to me. He says, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect you with some people who I think you would love to work with and who would love to work with you. And we're going to figure out how to get you here as a doctoral student. So that was my pathway into getting a PhD. So then he hooks me up with Karen Seashore, who was just this dynamic researcher, who at eight, I was eight and a half months pregnant. She looks at me and she says, when you're done having your baby and you spend some time with your children and you're ready to come to a doctoral program, you come to me. And so, and I did, I follow her directions. And literally, you know, after my son was about six months old, I called her up and I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to work in a doctoral program. And it was, it was Karen Seashore who looked at me one day and she said to me, now listen carefully. 
She said, in this work, what you must do is reinvent yourself every five years. And I will never forget that. And I mean, it was just exactly those words. You have to reinvent yourself every five years. Keep doing your work, but reinvent yourself every five years. So literally, like almost, almost on clockwork, I, you know, it's, I mean, and it's, it's, it's in me. So it's like in my way of thinking that it's time to reinvent myself. And every time I reinvent myself, that simply means that I find new ways to do my work, new ways to impact my world, new ways to tell my story, right? Um, and so reinvention to me is just, like you said, Ms. Julie, it, it literally is, is kind of the way I, I, I've lived my life. And sometimes I've had to reinvent myself out of um, necessity. Like you can get, you can get like um, kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, stereotyped into this particular type of person or doing this particular thing. And, you know, and that, that makes life not so much fun. It's just like, no, 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 no. You're not going to just keep me in a box. I am going to move and create my own box. So those are my, some of my thoughts. Oh, I have so many questions. Here's my, here's my first one. So... The reinventing every five years, did you have the same goal? You just took different paths to get there? That was the reinvention, Dr. Verna? Or did the, you know, kind of the goal change every five? That's a great question. I, well, so let me step back. I, I would say that <clears throat> there's, there's like vision for life, right? So then if I were like in a room with you with a board, I would just draw this out, right? So you, you, I operate my life from vision and my vision for life, no matter where I am here or in China, doesn't matter, right? My vision for life is I want to empower people to understand and know how to become their most excellent self, period. So no matter who you are, no matter who you are. So in all of my work, Miss Stephanie, that bottom line still, still becomes my bottom line. Now, how I do that has been very different, right? So let's take Girls Taking Action, for example. That's been a way to empower girls, specifically girls and women, to then teach them how to become their most excellent self. Um, in this work that I'm doing in a, uh, around anti-racism, it's not the first time I've done work around anti-racism. I've done this work before. But within this particular reinvention, I'm still using that same premise that the reason why you can become an anti-racist is because you have the power to do so. Like we became a racist society because someone used their power to drive that thing into existence. So you can use that same power to get it out and to eradicate it. So that's a really good question. And my goals, you know, my goals, my goals are changing all the time, right? My goals are specific and there are things that I want to accomplish, but that core piece of what I'm trying to accomplish in my overall vision for my life, that, that stays steady throughout. That's a great question though. I mean, there it is right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Does everybody have a notebook? <laughs> <laughs> the tissue, because I kind of also 
Well, it's like, that was so powerful just in the, I think sometimes with, when we're thinking about this reinvention, we don't even know where to begin. Mm -hmm. And the concept of, you know, your core, your center, your mission Mm -hmm. might Mm -hmm. be unchanging, but those goals, those tactics, those actions Mm -hmm. um, adjust. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, I was in church once and um, there was a pastor um, that came, um, uh, actually he was from Ghana and he said something, it just so struck me. He said, um, everyone is born with one message for the world. And I thought, Oh, well, what do you mean by that? Like everyone only has one message. And if you dig deep enough into really who you are in, as you reinvent yourself, you literally will find that core message running. It's like a stream that runs through your entire life. And you know, when you think about streams, they kind of like, you know, goes around and around a tree, around a rock and, you know, it just kind of like meanders through, but it's always there. And one message and I was really, um, I was really challenged by that. I'm like, one message, one message. And like, what's your one message? As you reinvent yourself, you know, don't get all crazy about it. Like, oh, I gotta be, you know, totally new. And no, 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 no. Take a look at your life. Find those moments and think about what is that one message that no matter what, you always come back to it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. It, it, it's simple and mm-hmm. yet it's really hard for mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. to, to quiet down enough, right. To, to find that. Right. I, I mean, it, it takes a lot of, um, of self-reflection and self-awareness and kind of to just not listen to the noise around you to figure Absolutely. out okay, what is my message. Absolutely. It's work. It's work to find that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions? Um, asking for a friend. Um, do you have any suggestions on how to um, how to find how to find it? Like, how do you quiet down enough to figure out what that thing is for you? Yeah. Well, I I would say a couple of things. Um, First of all, it's going to take a little time. And secondly, it's not on the outside of you. It's on the inside of you. Right. Um, However, there are clues that you get from the outside that tells you. And one of the clues is people. Like literally people will tell you what it is that you are doing for them and for the world. They will tell you if you're willing to listen. Um, Unfortunately, though, so many of us, we're socialized out of listening. And so what we do is we do not listen to what people are saying to us. We are simply formulating in our mind how we want to respond. And in the process, we miss the lesson. And so literally beginning to starting to listen to what people the people who care about you and love you and the people who value your work listen to what they're saying about you because really what they're saying miss stephanie is that there's something that miss stephanie does or says or in her being that she brings 
that is so special. And it's special because it helps to help me think differently, be differently, act differently, right? So that would be the one thing that I would say, start listening to those compliments that you get from people. And when you get them, just quietly say thank you, right? But, but write them down, you know, have that journal and just write them down. What did they say? And I'm not talking about the crazies, Miss Stephanie, who, you know, you know, they're all like all jealous and like, how come she has a podcast? Wah, 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 wah. You know, I wish you could see my face right now. It's just like, wah, 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 wah. well, you know, you know, the crazies. I'm not talking about know. the crazies. You, you know what I'm talking about, I right? know what you're talking about. You know, like sister girl, you know what? If you want a podcast, go get one, get a microphone. <laughs> right don't mess with me right i'm not talking about those folks i'm talking about the people who value your work and you begin to jot some of those things down that would be the first thing the second thing is that you know i just believe in prayer i just i believe that god made you and that um you are a divine creation and that your creator has the answer so you know take a minute to yourself um, actually, I'd rec, you know, there's a little spot called Charleston Meadows out in, I don't know, even it's way out somewhere in Victoria or something. Man, this place is so beautiful, Miss Julie. This place is so beautiful. But it has meadows that you can walk through. And it's just quiet and peaceful. And just literally take a minute. I remember going to a place called Pacham in Terrace. And I don't know if you know, it's a, um, it's a, it's, it's a place where of a seclusion where you just go and you, you're in like a, a like literally like a, a little um, like hut almost in the middle of the woods by yourself. And the only thing that they do is they serve you bread and fruit and uh, just make sure that they check on you, that you're okay out there. But it's a hermitage is what it is. And you go and you sit there in the middle of the woods and you just think and you pray and you write things down and then you come out of there renewed. Um, so those are some of the things that, you know, and of course, in this plain old education, you know, whatever, if your heart really longs for something like you long to learn about this or you long to learn about that you know stop wasting time start learning about what is in your heart to learn about and you know you become become what i would say knowledgeable about your vision right and for me that was becoming knowledgeable about how to deliver the message so you know I had to start researching and, and, and thinking about and looking at who are the people who have had similar visions in, across time. Then I had to start reading those people. Then I had to start researching those people. So those are some of the places that I, I would start compliments from people, start writing them down, get, get away, get, get some quiet time, always have your journal by you. Start praying about it, asking your creator, and then start doing some education around it. Wow. <laughs> We're going to have to re-record from the beginning of this video, <laughs> at, of this episode, and say, grab a pen, ladies. Yeah. Dr. Verna yeah. is about to take you to church and school. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's both. 
You're going to get to know yourself real well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason why people don't do it because it's, it's work, you know, it's just work. You know, I just remember one of my neighbors <clears throat> coming to me and she said, well, how do you, you know, how do you do all this Dr. Verna? And I'm like, well, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day. No one, no one gets, no one's special here. Right. The creator gave us all 24 hours in a day. And the question is, how are you going to use your 24 hours? Right. And when you get serious about this, you start doing the work that matters to you. Um, and for some of us, you know, bless our hearts, we're busy doing everybody else's work, but we're not doing our own work. Well, I'll leave that out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do think it's tough for people to slow down, to quiet down. I also think it can be challenging for people to stop doing the things either that they should do in mm-hmm. their 24 hours, right? They feel that they should do mm-hmm. or stop doing the things that someone tells them mm-hmm. are the things they should want to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that comes into play too. Dr. Verna, you've had obviously so many successes in your life. And mm-hmm. um, how about some challenges that, that you faced? Um, we always, you know, look at sort of challenges as, as mm-hmm. opportunity for growth, right? But right. Um, so tell us about times in your life that, you know, that, that you hit some, some tough spots as, as most of us do, um, it's usually a straight line. Um, so yeah, talk to us about some of the obstacles that you've, you've faced over your career. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up Ms. Julie, because the reality is that there is no perfect life. There's no perfect person. And everyone who's trying to be perfect, it's a myth. Perfection is a myth. So get over it. You know, you go make some mistakes. And not only sometimes you make mistakes, but sometimes you make some big mistakes. <laughs> you know, not just kind of sort of this like, woo. You know, it's the kind of mistakes that could take you out. And um, so we all, we all go through it. And I think I was very naive. I think I was very naive um, when I quit my job in 2001 um, and left the University of Minnesota. I was a professor and a director of leadership programs there. Uh, big job, good salary, you know, things going well. And um, I had, though, Miss Stephanie, this calling in my spirit to start my own business and um, really, you know, had I to do it again, had I to do it again, and I recommend this to people, okay? First of all, listen to the calling in your spirit. You have to do that. But secondly, do it intelligently. And I don't think, and do it with a a knowledge base. So um, versus just purely on passion. So for me, you know, bless my little passionate heart. I'm like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to empower people to excellence and I'm quitting my job. Whoo, uh-uh-uh. You know what? It was, it was, I did that. I'm quitting my job and I'm going to write a book. And I did that. And I would say for those first three to five years, Um, after I quit my job and started my own business, I spent about three to five years somewhere between hoping, praying, crying that they wouldn't foreclose on my house to hoping, praying, crying that I could have food for my children 
to um, being on, and I, you know, and because I'd never been on welfare before, I didn't know what welfare was. You know, I didn't realize that, you know, when you had to get county medical because your, you know, so-called entrepreneur medical, uh, med- medical uh, insurance, when they find that you have a sick child, they drop you. I didn't know anything about that stuff. I didn't know anything about really how to start a business. I didn't really know anything about how to develop a financial plan for your business. I didn't know any of that stuff, none of it. I was operating on pure passion for, for that calling in my spirit. And, you know, my, what I now say to people, you know, when I give talks, everyone after my talk, I warn them. I'm like, don't quit your job. Don't quit your job until you know you have a plan in place and that you can operate, I would say parallel operate. You can operate in your passion, in your vision, and in your regular job at the same time, parallel, continue to build a financial something, some, some sort of you know, financial uh, place in financial well-being so that when you do do that final separation, you have enough to be able to manage and build your business and you've been educated. So that was quite a time. You know, there were times, Ms. Julie, I would go to, I would go and do a talk, for example, and sell a few books. And what the people didn't know that as I was selling those books, I was taking that money and going to buy groceries, right? Um, And, you know, the full, so, so there are, there's like real challenge in this work, which is why I think a lot of people just, it's hard. It's really hard to do. And sometimes um, people, one, don't understand it and they jump too fast. And then two, they just don't have the, you have to have some guts to do this stuff, sweetie. You got to have some guts. So I am, I prayed and believed and kept focused on my vision and kept on pushing through those first three to five years after I, uh, after I quit my job. Uh, but yes, that was, that was a big deal, ma'am. That's a big, big deal. Wow. Sure. Yes. Thank you for, for sharing that. Mm-hmm. To help somebody. Cause you know, people need, people need to know. It's just like, you know, this is not, this is, you know, there's some serious stuff. When you have to meet payroll, it's a serious deal to meet payroll. And you know, your average person, they've never had to meet a payroll before. They've been on the payroll, but they haven't had to meet one before. Yes. <laughs> I wonder, Dr. Verna, could you share with our listeners and with Julie and I, defining moments? Were there, you know, kind of moments in the journey that were, you know, defining moments that were just highlights that come to mind for you? Yeah, well, um, I think a defining moment certainly was, even though it was difficult to do, um, and now that I look back at it, maybe I would have taken more time to do that, but literally quitting a regular job was a defining moment for me. That was huge. Um, And walking away from a regular paycheck, that was huge. Another defining moment, and I remember this so clearly, I had published my first book and the final like book had arrived at my house and I saw my book for the first time and I'm sitting at my dining room table and, um, 
uh, and, and, and the, the, my, my first book is The Power of People, Four Kinds of People Who Can Change Your Life. And um, that's the one that talks about the four types of adders, subtractors, multipliers, and dividers, who are the four types of people that will change your life. And um, I sat there looking at my brand new book, and I thought to myself, wow. And then the very next thought was, what if no one ever buys this book? <laughs> as, as every author feels, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just kind of sat there and then I just feel like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> So those were definitely defining moments. And then one other defining one, which was kind of a fun one, was the first time that um, I received what I would call market value um, for a keynote for a major corporation. And these people wrote a check for me for $10,000 for a one-hour talk. Okay. And, the, and the reason why that was a defining moment was because we talk, we're going to go back to goals, back to my goals. I had written in my goals, right? My vision was clear. I had written in my goals exactly what I wanted to get paid. I'd written it down and I'd written that I am going to get to the place as a speaker, teacher, that I would be paid market value by major corporations. And so that moment where you know, here I was in a major corporation, you know, doing a major keynote for thousands of people and, and actually meeting a goal of market value for, 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 my, for my work. That was a defining moment because what it said to me was that it's doable, it's for me, and I belong there. And um, so that was great. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so where are you where are you in your your reinvention cycle right now what's what's next for you where are you in your five year <laughs> yes yes so I started a new cycle in 2020 okay so okay. I am so this reinvention um, around the anti-racism work um, I am having just a blast with it it's it's uh, intense work and the stories are intense um, and the, you know, the passion around it is intense, but I am thoroughly enjoying it. And um, my, uh, my goal really is to take the work national on a national level. And, um, and that's coming really soon. It's coming, it's coming sooner than I have any thought, but it's, it's coming really, really soon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> that you. is wonderful. You'll, you'll tell us about that next time we talk. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's coming, coming soon. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And any advice? Um, we like to uh, give our reinventors, our guests that join us, um, the opportunity, Dr. Verna, to share with our listeners any advice, um, and you've already given us, you know, (laughs) faster than I could write, Um, but I wonder if there's any advice that you haven't shared that you would offer to our listeners that might be stuck, um, that might be trying to figure out what's next for them, but they're afraid, they don't know how to figure it out, Anything you would share to help them? 
Yes, I would say a couple of things. One, it's okay to start again. It's okay. Two, change is possible. We all get to change. And three, anyone who is not adding to you and who is not um, seeing you through to your next level and who is only keeping you in your past failures, um, you've got to disconnect from them. Disconnect emotionally, disconnect socially, disconnect uh, your information. You have got to move them out of your inner circle of influence and move in people who believe in you and believe in, in your vision. Um, and then the last thing I would say is um, keep going. Keep going. It takes time. Keep going. I, why do I feel like, Julie, you know what I'm going to say, but I feel like this entire episode has been singularly directed at me. <laughs> and that could be because I'm an only child and I think everything is singularly directed at me. No, listen, I, I, I feel like everybody listening to it, because we can all, I mean, we can all relate to everything and all the advice and we all need to be doing all the things that Dr. Verna, that Dr. Verna told us to do. So, wow, Steph. <laughs> there is a lot. So, Dr. Verna, if we have yeah. listeners that want to connect with you or work with you, sure. is, is that how do they do that? How do they find you? Just go to my website, drvernaprice.com. Send me a note. Say, hey, want to connect, you know, executive coaching, keynote at your, at your organization, anti-racism, work with your team, whatever it might be, buy books, buy a lot of books, by the way, buy them all. <laughs> um, I have three of them. <laughs> and so, um, I heard so, so yes, so absolutely. Just my website is, is the fastest way to do it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what a pleasure, Dr. Verna. Thank you for taking time to speak with us and for just inspiring us. And again, you truly are a beam of light. So thank you for sharing that light with us and, and all of our listeners and, and everybody around the world. Thank so you. grateful to know you and thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. You all have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you're enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.